Lord be with you. O come, Holy Spirit, and be with us. For if you are with us, then nothing else matters. And if you are not with us, then nothing else matters. So be with us, Lord. Open our hearts, our lives, our minds to the hearing of your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the holy word comes from 2 Kings, the second chapter, verses 1 through 2, 6 through 14. Hear the word of God. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water, and the water was parted on the one side and then the other until the two men crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken from you. Elisha said, Please, let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And then Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When my children were still quite young, I used to read them bedtime stories. And if their mother was not in the room, I would add an addendum to the stories. So it was, we would come to the end of, say, the very hungry caterpillar who nibbled a hole in his cocoon and pushed his way out and became a very beautiful butterfly and then was accepted to college on a merit scholarship, got a job, bought his own apartment, and uh, helped his parents through their retirement. That's not how mommy reads the story, I know. Um, but I do believe this subliminal education helped my children for the transition in the years to come. There are transitions that you know are coming for which you can 
prepare. As Luke wrote and as Lib read, when the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, that helps you prepare. It's a transition. You know what's going to happen. In the passage that I read, the same thing. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah to heaven, the Lord was about to, it hasn't happened yet, time to prepare. Someone on the Supreme Court leaked the opinion that has never happened. Why do you suppose they did that? Time to prepare. In nine months, the baby arrives. Time to prepare. College in 18 years. Time to prepare. Retirement in seven years. Time to prepare. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, now when the Lord was about to take Elijah to heaven, the, tr the transition is coming. And we are prepared. But there are transitions that happen in a blink of an eye. My wife and I were riding bikes on Monday, and suddenly we were not riding bikes. She had caught a bad spot in the road, and she had flipped over her handlebars, landed on her helmet. A trip to the emergency room, no broken bones, could have been much worse. But when it happened, everything planned evaporated transition. The transitions that happen in the blink of an eye, we try to soften. We try to soften those transitions. We, we buy insurance of one kind of another. Insurance can be a policy. Insurance can be CPR training. Insurance can be a pistol that you keep in your car. Sometimes it works. Sometimes what were the words of the head of the Texas State Police? What did he use to sum up Uvalde? What were the words? Oh, yes. Abject failure. Officers who were trained for the situation did not seize the transitional moment. And the life was lost. 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 We prepare, and yet we can be so unprepared for life's transition. Elisha knows that Elijah is not long for this world. As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. When you are so aware of the fragility of life, you hold on to every precious second. Perhaps you know what it is like to be in the sacred vigil watching the one you love take every breath. The prayer is soft-spoken as you yourself live. I will never leave you. 
You knew the time was coming. And yet when the fiery chariot arrives, you just feel so unprepared. Nothing makes sense. And after a while, after a while, you pick up one of the pieces. And then you pick up another piece. You pick up the pieces. And whatever it is that you are reassembling will have a hole in it the size and shape of the one you love. Transition. Elisha bent down and picked up the mantle of Elijah. It was not his, but now it is his. And yet, it's not all his. Some of what is now yours, was his, will always be his, not yours. We know this. Our lives are not our own. They are continually being shaped by those who leave us. When they leave, we weep because we have some peace that they left behind. It's ours, but it is still theirs. Transition. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him, and on their way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for Jerusalem. Jesus had made the transition. He has not arrived in Jerusalem, but it's like he's already there. Someone will say, sometimes, we know what that's like. They'll say to us, well, what's the matter with you? You seem so distant. You, you seem so far away. And the response will come, well, I'm getting ready for tomorrow. You don't know whether to keep that person with you or just let them go into tomorrow. The Samaritans didn't want to receive him because his face was set to Jerusalem. Scholars will tell you that Samaritans had a hard time with the pilgrims from who were heading through town and going to Jerusalem. They didn't like that. It's like, who are we, chopped liver? I remember when I lived in Durham, Durham always felt like, mm, Getting looked over by Raleigh and Chapel Hill. Always Raleigh and Chapel Oh, you're from Durham. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'd be on plane flights, and the flight attendant would say, prepare for landing in Raleigh. And someone in the cabin would say, Raleigh, Durham. Because we matter. Scholars believe that Samaritans didn't care for pilgrims who were passing through. His face was set for Jerusalem. But I think there's more going else going on here. They didn't accept him, I believe, because the road is just too hard. 
people who take the hard road are not embraced. You will hear that in the text. The Samaritans didn't receive him. James and John said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? So righteous they are in being wronged. Don't you know righteous anger? When the world doesn't go the way we think it should go, the justice of it, we want to return evil for evil. And so he shot the judge, or she murdered her ex, or he mowed down the crowd. Can we command fire to come down from heaven? Righteous anger. Because we will take a flamethrower to this place. I suppose if his face was set in any other direction, he might have said, knock yourself out. But his face was set for Jerusalem, and he rebuked them. Wrong. Hard road. complicated, isn't it? Jew and Samaritan. Issues are not easy. They're nuanced. Cider house rules. Do you want us to take a flamethrower to this place? No, I'll tell you why. Because the road to Jerusalem, oh, there will be a lawyer on it somewhere or other. They, they always pop up and, and the lawyer will say, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, what do you know? The first commandment, you love your Lord, your, all your heart, your mind, your strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. And the lawyer will ask, and who's my, who's my neighbor? Well, let me tell you a story. There was this victim that fell on the side of the road beaten up by robbers. And people who had uh, prepared their whole lives, read their Bibles, prayed, knew it. They walked on by. There was another who stopped, made the transition in the blink of an eye. healed the wounds, bound them up, put the victim on an animal, paid for the hotel room. Do you want to rain down fire on that one? Oh, no, no, no. Well, he was a Samaritan. Part of what we do here, part of why we are here, is that we train for transitions. We get baptized, we read our Bibles, and every once in a while we are called upon to make a decision. 
And do we implement our training, that is to say, do we set our face to Jerusalem or do we just walk on by? She flipped over the handlebars, bleeding, moaning in pain. I looked up. A man said, I'll call 911. He stayed on the phone. He rushed over to the bicycle and pulled off the water bottle and handed it to me so I could squirt some water into her mouth, keep her awake. He helped keep shade on her. The ambulance driver said, I can't take you in the ambulance. He lifted our bicycles upon his vehicle, and he took me to my home so I could get my way to the hospital. It was his day off. He was ready to go for a hike. He could have... He could have. Blink of an eye. I don't know if he ever went to church, ever goes to church. I don't know. But I do know what eternal life looks like. Should we take a flamethrower to this place? No. No, we rain mercy on this place. For there will come a day, Jesus will say, where we will see ten and hear ten crying from the road. They'll cry, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. And in that transition, they will be healed. And in that transition, one will notice and in a loud voice praise the Lord. Where are the other nine? Why just this Samaritan? Should we rain fire down on them? No. His face was set for Jerusalem. It's why we are here. You have been training yourself in hearing the word of God your whole life long. It's been something your parents or your grandparents have passed on that mantle from generation to generation. And now they have left on the fiery chariot and you've picked up the pieces, the faith. And there's going to be a moment, and you will have the choice of doing what you want to do or setting your face to Jerusalem. The moment can be the stuff that makes for eternal life, that is joy and peace and wholeness and happiness and love and grace and mercy or the moment can be what were the words in abject failure when that maybe there will be still one left who will say praise the Lord for the Lord has mercy on us all Praise the Lord.